Don't touch that dial. It's the American Grooves Radio Hour with your host, Joe Laura. I got rhythm. I got music. I got my man who could ask for anything more. I got daisies in green pastures. I got my man who could ask for anything more. Old man trouble, I don't mind him. You won't find him round my door. I got starlight, I got sweet dreams. I got my man who could ask for anything more. Who could ask for anything more. Days can be sunny with never a sigh. Don't need what money can buy. Birds in the tree sing their day full of song. Why shouldn't we sing along? I'm chipper all the day, happy with my lot. How do I get that way? Look at what I've got. I got rhythm. And I've got music. I got my man who could ask for anything more. I've got daisies, but they're in green pastures. I got my man who could ask for anything more. Old man trouble, shucks, I don't mind him. You'll never find him round my door. I got starlight, and do I have sweet dreams? I got my man, who could ask for anything more? In fact, who wants anything more? Sweet Mama Stringbean on the black vaudeville circuit where she made her bones back in the early 1920s. By the time she made this great recording of George Gershwin's I've Got Rhythm in 1931, the world knew her as Ethel Waters. And this evening's show is about George Gershwin, the man who wrote that classic tune and so many others. And these tunes... Uh, written by Gershwin, who was a absolutely fabulous pianist in his own right, 
were interpreted as straight-ahead songs and musicals, and then people like Ethel Waters and, as you will hear right now, Louis Armstrong, when they got a hold of them, they turned into something else altogether. All right, you cats been talking about you got rhythm, you got this and you got that and the other. I got rhythm. I'm going to see what you all got. you joking. Now, come on here. Let's see what we all going to do here. Swing out now. Let's go. One, two. for the 1930 show Girl Crazy with his brother Ira Gershwin, George Gershwin's I've Got Rhythm. Two different interpretations. Now, George Gershwin was born Jacob Gershwin in the East New York section of Brooklyn, which was a Jewish neighborhood. The family moved around quite a bit. They pretty much settled on the Lower East Side, which conveniently and ironically was 
right where the Yiddish theater, the very vibrant Yiddish theater of the early years of the 20th century was based. And George was all ears. He frequented the shows, which are in these tiny little theaters all along 2nd Avenue, Avenue A. Uh, and some of his first musical experiences came from the Yiddish theater. But of course, by 1917, 18, jazz was all the rage. George uh, began working in 1916 as a song plugger and Tim Penali. What that meant is um, a song plugger worked for a publisher. A publisher would buy uh, or have popular tunes on sheet music and the song plugger would demonstrate those songs to various different vaudeville artists and band leaders who were considering purchasing the songs or exploiting them in their acts. So George was one of the fellows who would play the songs and demonstrate them so they could be sold to other uh, entertainers. Um, then he began working for the Aeolian Piano Company, making piano rolls. What is a piano roll? Well, back in the early days of the 20th century, so many people had pianos in their living rooms. Uh, either they played themselves or they had a piano that would play itself. You could get something known as a piano roll, which was like a large cylinder, um, looks like a, a large a toilet paper roll with heavy cardboard that's perforated uh, and George would record on a on a special recording piano that would perforate the paper and basically record his performance put into a piano that could read those perforations with a very complicated and brilliant mechanical apparatus that would reproduce the piano. So you could have George Gershwin or anyone playing these songs in your living room. So George was hustling and he began writing shows, uh, uh, music for shows around 1918. And his first real big hit with the lyricist uh, Irving Caesar was Swanee. Now here is a version of Swanee also showing again how George's music was interpreted by not only popular entertainers but also by jazz band. Here is the Louisiana Rhythm Kings with Red Nichols, Tommy Dorsey, and a lot of great people and an amazing drums. Check out the drums by Gene Cruper in this 1930 recording of the 1919 song Swanee. Thank you. 
1930 version of Swanee as a jazz tune. Gene Cooper pounding him awake, driving that rhythm on drums. A very young Gene Cooper, years before he played with Benny Goodman's band and his own orchestra. And um, as I mentioned, George was a accomplished pianist. He went to Paris in the late 19-teens, I think maybe 1920, to study classical music. And Ravel and other teachers who he tried to study with refused to take him on because they recognized that his style was so unique and brilliant that they did not want to change it by putting him through the rigors of learning how to be a trained classical pianist. And I think the world has benefited from that. Here are two recordings of George's early, early Broadway, or I should say uh, legitimate show musical successes, uh, which were actually in London. His show Lady Be Good uh, and uh, Funny Face, those two shows were huge hits on the London stage. And his stars, believe it or not, were Fred and Adele Astaire, who had been in vaudeville for many years uh, prior and were making their way as legitimate Broadway musical stars. We're going to start with George playing uh, the tune That Certain Feeling as a piano solo from, uh, I believe it's from Lady Be Good, uh, and Fred and Adele Astaire, also from that show, Hang On to Me. This is 1926. Thank you. 
Adele Astaire, his sister, vaudeville partners from the time they were little tots, in the hit show, the Gershwin show, Lady Be Good, in London, 1926. Why Gershwin? Why all the fuss about one of so many great American composers? Well, because what Gershwin did more than anyone else is he really brought attention to the validity of jazz as a serious form of music. You know, it was really looked, you know, down at as really kind of a cheap form of music, something extreme. It violated all the disciplined musical rules. But the defining moment was in 1924 at Aeolian Hall when Paul Whiteman and his orchestra, who was basically like the Beatles of the day, they were the top band Aeolian Hall in New York presented an evening of jazz music in a more refined concert-type environment. 
people in tuxedos showing up, you know. And the program, if you look at it, started off with basically what they said was like, quote, the origins of jazz. They had a small band within the Paul Whiteman Orchestra playing what they, what you know, what was known as jazz Dixieland music, small band jazz, which is really the first jazz that was ever recorded and, you know, before it started getting orchestrated. That's another story. And they went through that and popular music, but then the feature of the evening and the defining moment in young George Gershwin's career was the presentation of Rhapsody in Blue, which was the first, quote, jazz composition that was a serious orchestrated orchestral, you know, piece. Now, Victor Records recorded Rhapsody in Blue with Gershwin on piano, uh, the Whiteman Orchestra, of course, right around the time of the Aeolian monumental performance. Uh, we're not going to play that. We are going to play part one of a version that the Whiteman Band did with George on piano, the Ferd Graffe arrangement. Uh, the original arrangement. This was recorded three years later, three or four years, I think 1927. And it has the advantage of being recorded electrically using microphones rather than through a horn, which the 1924 version was recorded under. You know, before they started recording with microphones, uh, a band would, would basically blast away in front of a horn and there was not one electronic device involved. It was a mechanical process. So the fidelity is far greater. It's the same arrangement. It's also George on piano. So here is the 1928 version of Rhapsody in Blue, part one, basically one side of a 12-inch 78 RPM record. George Gershwin with the Paul Whiteman Orchestra, the original Ferd Graffe arrangement, Rhapsody in Blue.
mellow moon begins to beam Every night I dream a little dream And of course Prince Charming is the theme The he for me Although I realize as well as you It is seldom that a dream comes true To me it's clear That he'll appear Someday he'll come along The man I love And he'll be big and strong The man I love And when he comes my way I'll do my best to make him He'll look at me and smile, I'll understand And in a little while, he'll take my hand And though it seems absurd, I know we both won't say a word Maybe I will meet him Sunday, maybe Monday, maybe not Still I'm sure I'll meet him one day Maybe Tuesday will be my good news day. He'll build a little home just meant for two, from which I'll never roam. Who would, would you? And so all else above, I'm waiting for the man I love. Maybe I will meet him Sunday. Maybe Monday, maybe not Still I'm sure I'll meet him one day Maybe Tuesday will be my good news day He'll build a little home just meant for two From which I'll never roam Who would, would you? And so all else above I'm waiting for the man I love. Iron-lunged Sophie Tucker, the last of the Red Hot Mamas, singing George and Ira Gershwin's all-time classic, The Man I Love. The song was originally written in 1924, included in, I believe, Lady Be Good, but was removed from the score and appeared three or four years later uh, in their show, Strike Up the Band. And that's when this recording was made, circa 1927. Um, Removed from the show and performed really just as a pop tune. Other people recorded it, but that was the great Sophie Tucker. Earlier in the show, we played what really was uh, George Gershwin's first real bona fide hit, Swanee. And everyone remembers Swanee as an Al Jolson song, which he obviously, uh, uh, it became his own, no doubt. He sang it throughout his career. Uh, The song was originally written with uh, George and lyricist Irving Caesar for a show called Demitas, which was a typical review of the time. And, And it made little, if any, impact. But somehow Al Jolson saw the show, heard the song, and said, wow, I could really do something with this. 
he interpolated it into his show at the time, which was called Sinbad, which was at the Winter Garden Theater. Jolson was the king of the Schubert organization, and the Winter Garden shows were legendary. Sinbad was one of these. He sang it in Sinbad, then recorded it on Columbia Records in 1920, and it became one of the biggest hits of his career and George's young career. Well, we're not going to play that, but we are going to play another Jolson interpretation of a Gershwin song. Now we're going 10 years later. Gershwin uh, uh, wrote songs for a review called Girl Crazy. It was a Ziegfeld review. And Jolson's then-girlfriend, uh, Ruby Keeler, who was the star of the show, really, when she would come out and sing this song, dance and sing it, Story has it that Jolson would be sort of planted in the orchestra. It had to be a stunt, although maybe the first time it wasn't, but it went over so big. Anyway, he was in the audience. Ruby came down to do the number, and Jolson would stand up in the orchestra unannounced and sing this song. Of course, what that did was brought a lot of attention to the girl he was courting, Ruby Keeler, because he was the great Jolson, and he took this Gershwin song and just catapulted it and made his own recording of it in 1929. So here is Al Jolson singing Liza from Girl Crazy. Mm-hmm. 
them shining down. We have got a date with a parson brown. Oh, Liza, my little Liza, name of the day. When you're my long coming, all the clouds will roll away. The world's greatest entertainer with orchestra. That's what his records actually said. Anyway, Al Jolson singing George and Ira Gershwin's great Liza from the Ziegfeld Show, Girl Crazy. And this is Joe Lauro, and you are listening to the American Grooves Radio Hour. We are here every Sunday at 4 and 10, and we're playing music from the pre-World War II era. Jazz, blues, country, show music, ethnic music, all from the original 78 RPM recordings. Nothing from CDs, nothing from LPs. I am transferring original discs into my computer and into my program so you can hear the real thing. And I use recordings from some of my friends as well. And you're listening to us on WLIW-FM, Southampton, over the air at 88.3, serving Eastern Long Island and Southern Connecticut. And if you happen to be a little bit up island, as they say, 96.9 in Western Suffolk and streaming at WLIW.org backslash radio and on all of your your favorite streaming platforms. This is listener-supported WLIW-FM, Long Island's only NPR station. Oh, how I love to be the man I used to be. 
George and Ira's fascinating rhythm from 1924's Lady Be Good, as sung, original cast again, Fred and Adele Astaire. I'm playing these recordings because most people are not familiar with them. We've heard so many of these Gershwin songs recorded in more contemporary stylings and and by so many jazz and pop artists of the day, revivals, you name it. But I like presenting these songs as they were originally performed so you hear exactly what all the fuss was about back in the 1920s and early 30s. We're going to move into the Great Depression era where George was very active on Broadway and he also was very active in Hollywood. Now, moving into the Great Depression era, George was very active, uh, as I said, on Broadway and in Hollywood. But here is the title tune from uh, George's show with his brother, with a book by George S. Kaufman and Maury Reiskind, who also wrote some of the famous Marx Brothers shows. Um, it was a satire, a musical satire on the Great Depression and the politics of the day called Let, Let Em Eat Cake. And the very dark story revolves around uh, a president, Wintergreen, who's defeated for re-election, and he and his vice president form a fascist movement to take over the government. Folks, does this sound familiar? Back in the Great Depression, this was... A totally extreme parody. They'd be rolling in their graves if they knew what was going on today. But anyway, enough about politics. We like fantasy much better on the American Groups Radio Hour. But here is the title song from that show, Let Him Eat Cake, by the same title, played by Emil Coleman and his Riviera Nightclub Orchestra. <laughs> Let him eat cake, the land of freedom is free 
two tunes from George and Ira Gershwin's Great Depression Era show, Let Him Eat Cake. That one was mine, performed by the same orchestra, did Let Him Eat Cake, Emil Coleman's band. And, you know, George, believe it or not, never made it to age 40. He died very tragically at the age of 38 years old in 19, July of 1937 of a brain tumor. He had been complaining of headaches and complaining of an odd burning rubber smell. And this went on for a while. There was no MRIs back then to diagnose what was wrong with him. And he performed at a concert playing piano. And he was very sloppy, which was very unusual for George. He was an impeccable pianist. And shortly thereafter, he stood up. And he just passed out, went into a coma. They tried to save him. They had brain surgeons flown across the country. But alas, there was little they could do. George Gershwin, a composer for the ages, gone forever. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this uh, edition of American Grooves Radio Hour, where we have played some of the early music of George Gershwin, some of it with his brother, Ira Gershwin, lyricist, Irving Caesar, lyricist, and some others. And uh, I think I'd like to close with uh, one of his most beautiful tunes, for me anyway, um, from the 1926 original version of OK, which ran in New York, 200 shows. Then it moved over to London, where it was an absolute sensation and went on for quite some time. Gertrude Lawrence, the great British actress, introduced this. I believe she portrayed a rag doll on stage and sang this song. This version recorded in 1926 with the composer George Gershwin at the piano, a piano solo, someone to watch over me. Good night, folks.
American Grooves Radio Hour is brought to you weekly on WLIW-FM Southampton, 88.3 on your radio dial, and at WLIW.org, and all streaming formats. 